What is good, ladies and gentlemen? My name's We Too Deep. This is the Slapping Me to Wrestling Podcast. Thank you all for tuning in uh, for another episode here. And I know you're wondering one question, and that is, yo, We Too Deep, it's Monday. Why are you releasing an episode? Um... And I'm going to be honest with you, uh, this was a decision I made over the weekend to uh, record and release this episode on Monday rather than Wednesday um, for the, uh, because I wanted to talk about, as you could see in uh, the, the title, we're talking about just one thing. So, so let's sort of do like the layout of how this show will go. This episode, we have one topic that I came in wanting to talk about, and that is NXT versus AEW tomorrow, Tuesday night. And I want to talk about just the different reactions and and, and narratives that are going to be painted and have been painted leading up to and will will be painted after the... uh, the shows air tomorrow, um, tomorrow night. And so I, I want to, I want to address that. And that's solely the main thing that I really want to talk about with this episode. And then we'll dive into discord community questions and topics. We got four of them from DJ wavy D, um, very good topics. And as always, and then we'll end the show talking about the, men's uh little bracket that we're doing um for best male wrestler uh we started last week we'll announce the first four winners and then we will move on to the next um set of matchups um for this week um and so we'll, we'll, we'll break down those four matchups, uh, who the community chose, who I would have chose if I had a vote. And then, you know, going from there, again, we'll move forward. Um, I'm, I'm going to go through and announce the winners of uh, this week and then announce next or, or last uh, announce the winners of last week's and then I'll announce the matchups for this week. I may not get those graphics up to be voted on on the Discord um, on Monday or Tuesday. It may be until Wednesday before I can get those posted. Uh, I um, just depends on. I, I mean, it doesn't take all that long to make to make them and post them, but it, it just depends on how long it takes to record this and get this posted. I am going to watch Raw tonight. I'll probably be a little behind. Um, but I am going to watch raw just to see, um, 
so so we will uh we will see and a lot of why, why i'm recording this on a monday is i want to watch nxt live typically i record nxt and then watch it wednesday on my day off from work um but i'm watching nxt live this week um i just um th- there's a lot that goes into it. so let's let's talk about nxt versus AEW. and there's a lot of different ways there's a lot of different uh ways you could perceive and and interpret this sort of battle. And the first thing we need to come out and and say is this is a war. And AEW fans and employees and and Tony Khan, y'all can't be shocked at what happens when you guys take shots for four years. You've You've been shooting at WWE for four years, you can't be surprised when WWE finally says, you know what? They've been shooting at us for four years. We're going to shoot back now. You can't be surprised at that. You you really can't. There's no logical explanation why you would be surprised that WWE finally has decided to shoot back. Um, but, but let's be fair. There's going to be this narrative by the... Uh, sort of casual wrestling fan base that um, Tony Khan, he he decided to try to challenge and he chose to move the Tuesday for a week. This wasn't Tony Khan's call. I'm I'm going to give Tony Khan this, right? This wasn't Tony Khan's call. There was a legitimate logistical reason why AEW is on Tuesday this week, and that is the MLB playoffs. Uh, game three of the Braves and the Phillies and game three of the Dodgers Diamondbacks will be Wednesday night. Um, um, and so, or yeah, yeah. It'd be game three and of, of those games, as well as the start of hockey, uh, the NHL season starts Tuesday night and there is a game Wednesday night on TNT. That really doesn't have an effect on moving the channel, but, the MLB playoffs is on TBS, right? And so AEW gets moved. The only day TBS doesn't have baseball on TBS is Tuesday. So you get moved to Tuesday. It's, it's the best case scenario. that It's the only scenario Tony Khan really has um, in this situation. It's part of the reason why collision being on Saturdays has really, I think, come to bite Tony in the ass because Saturdays would be the day they would normally air dynamite or have dynamite would be on Saturday night or Saturday afternoon. Um, but let's, let's, let's take a look at it. And so what I want to do is I want to, there's going to be a lot of narrative pushing over the next few days and have already been a lot of narrative pushing. And I want to come in and I want to be the voice of reason. I want to be the guy that tells you, Hey, let, let, let's think of this logically. Right. And so, so, and a lot of this is going to be focused. Um, or, or I'm going to be focused on, hey, here's here's where you need to pump the brakes if you're a hardcore AEW-only fan, and here's where you really need to pump the brakes if you're a WWE fan. Because what I've noticed with these WWE sort of apologists um, is they're really sort of hoping for the, the annihilation of AEW. I've seen a lot that AEW is... is this is going to be the final nail in the coffin and this, that, and the third, right? And people predicting that AEW is going to get less than 600,000 viewers or, you know, or less 
which will be really bad for the ratings. And 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 I and I need to tell y'all if you, if you believe this, I say this with all the respect that I can give you, but you're wrong. I respect your opinion, but you're wrong. AEW is not losing viewership here. This idea that AEW fans aren't going to recognize that AEW's on Tuesday and a lot of them are ignorant to to what's going on in the company. That's just it's just not true. We got to be fair. That's not true. I AEW's done a lot to promote this show. Podcasts around the wrestling world has done, have done a lot to promote the date change. It's all over social media. If you if you think that there are AEW fans who watch every week who don't know that there's a show on Tuesday, you you are mistakenly wrong in your take. Like when you when you look back at this, then you'll be like, oh, I was wrong. And I'm telling you right now, the day before the show, you're wrong. And, and, and now, if I'm wrong, I'll come on here and acknowledge and eat crow that say, huh, I, I, I overestimated the faithfulness of the cult members. Right? You're going to tell me that, like, like, we sit here and we call AEW only as cult members. And then you're going to sit here and tell me that the cult isn't going to Keep up with what happens. No, that's not how cults work. That's not how cults work. I've done the, the, uh, sort of outside of wrestling. Like I'm a big fan at, of of cult documentaries that go into sort of like the deep psychology of why people t- go and fall into the tarp, uh, the tarp, uh, the trap of uh of cults like what is the psychology that leads to people to really becoming a or following a cult those type of documentaries um are are super inter- entertaining to me um and and so that that if you're if we're gonna call aew fandom and these hardcore aew fans cult members you can't then have the argument that oh some of them are gonna forget that the show's on tuesday right that's not how cults work. It's just not. Especially since Tony Khan has marketed the hell out of this. AEW itself has marketed the hell out of the idea that, hey, Edge's first match is Tuesday. right? This is known. And and the AEW fans and all their Discord groups and all of and Twitter and, and, and TikTok and all of that, guess what? They're spreading the news. People aren't going to forget. right? This isn't going to be a massacre the way that we think it's going to be a massacre. It's just not going to happen. It's just not. AEW fans are not that ignorant to understand what's going on. Um, And this isn't going to be one of those things where this isn't the 90s. Again, this isn't the Monday Night Wars. Where in the Monday Night Wars, if something big, if this would have happened during the Monday Night Wars, you would have had to choose. Hmm, do I watch WCW? Who's really just going to put on an, a normal show? And we'll break down the card or, or we'll talk about, you know, the booking of each show here in a minute. Um, you know, let's say AEW's WCW. And of course, WWE or NXT is, you know, Monday Night Raw during the Wednesday Night Wars. Or excuse me, Monday Night Wars. During the Monday Night Wars, if you had, you either had to choose to watch WCW foregoing what would happen at WWE, you would channel flip, which means you were going to miss some sort of segment on the other shows, or 
Um, or, or those were the only two options. There was no DVR. I think you could like tape record, but I don't actually, I'm too young to actually know how like record, like recording on a tape actually works. I'm too young for that. I was born in the late, late nineties. Right. So I don't even know how that shit worked. I'm be honest with you, but there was no DVR back then. Right. And, and nowadays we don't have that. We don't have to worry about like, if you want to watch NXT, and AEW, and you want to watch the full show, guess what? Pick the one you want to watch live, and then you can record the other without worry, right? And so the next thing I want to talk about is this. this um, I think both shows are going to lose viewership. Here's why. They share the same audience. They share the same audience. We have an audience of wrestling fans in America of about two to two and a half million people based on sort of who watches and you could sort of look at whatever. And what I do basically is what is SmackDown's ratings at the height. And, and so the most they've gotten on a consistent basis is around two to two and 2.5 to 2.8 million people um, is probably about the average right now. That's the people who watch right now. I then round up a little bit and, and estimate around 3 million p- people in America, who who watch wrestling regularly, regularly, right? Um, and so, but that audience is split, and really, it's shared among Raw, SmackDown, NXT, Dynamite, Collision, right? It, it's now Dynamite and Rampage is a very that's that's AEW only fans, right? The only people watching uh, excuse me Rampage and Collision are the hardcore of the hardcore. Um, but Dynamite uh, and really NXT until here recently, and we'll talk about their marketing strategy here in a minute, has really been that that same fan base that would watch Rampage and, and Collision. Those would be the same people that would watch NXT. It's the hardcore of the hardcore for your side. Um, until here recently, when NXT is what they've done, and th- this goes to my point. This goes to my point that I've been making for several months and probably even up to a year now that NXT is no longer internally considered developmental. You don't put John Cena on a developmental show. You don't you don't try to go to war with AEW with your developmental show. You just don't. NXT internally is now considered the third brand. And and the way that I want to explain this that doesn't mean that they're equal in terms of that doesn't mean that NXT and and SmackDown in terms of hierarchy are the are are the same. There is a hierarchy. Absolutely, no one's arguing that. No one's arguing that NXT is the A show. No one in their mind would argue that. It's definitely SmackDown or NXT, but they're equal in terms of NXT is not OVW, and where OVW was developmental, it was it was right. Um, the, the biggest thing that really gets on my nerves when people talk about NXT is they're like, oh, we got WWE, right? And, and they, when they say, oh, we have WWE on this day and then NXT, they sort of separate NXT from the company that it is, right? But when they talk about AEW, now they're talking about all three of their shows, right? For whatever reason, a lot of people, casual and hardcore alike, love to separate 
NXT from under the fold of WWE. And I think that's what is happening with all this crossover that's been happening for a majority of this year is that WWE is really trying to put NXT in a place where it is no longer viewed as developmental, but is a third brand. And it's been that way. I believe it's been that way since they left the 2.0 and went back to NXT. I believe that they said, you know what? We're going to go full in on making this the third brand. Um, around the time Vince sort of left and gave up control of, of, of NXT. Um, and so... But how do you, how do you, but that doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to stop being presented as developmental immediately. You have to sort of work your way up. And that's what they've been doing over the last month or months, couple of months is really just trying to, to work their way up to being that third brand. And I, when I say third brand or that third show, um, I'm going to use an analogy. Analogies always fall apart. There's no perfect analogy, but the analogy that I'm going to use is that of, um, we'll go to CBS, right? CBS runs um, FBI, and there's three FBIs. There's regular FBI, FBI Most Wanted, FBI uh, International, right? Now, there's a clear hierarchy and sort of the, um, the, the level of show, right? Like FBI is the OG, it's the A show. FBI Most Wanted is the B show. FBI International is the newer show and is definitely, you know, third tier. Right. And that's why it gets the later. Right. You know, FBI gets the 8 p.m. start time because that's the A show. It's going to get the place. It's going to be placed where people will watch it. You know, um, if you look at the ratings for people tune in at eight, watch FBI. It goes down a little bit for FBI Most Wanted. And it goes down a lot, a little bit more for FBI International. Every whenever it's on TV, you look at the ratings and eat. Right. And it's because of, you know, people don't want to watch TV for three straight hours. A lot of people may not like international. I, I think it's actually the best, to be honest. But in that same way that I just compared those three shows, right? Raw, SmackDown, NXT are in the same way. SmackDown's the A show, right? The Raw's the B show, NXT's the C show. But they're equal. It's no longer, they're equal in terms of, it's not, I have to walk up a ladder. It's now lateral movements. If I get moved from NXT to Raw, it's no longer a call-up. It's a lateral movement to a separate brand. That, that's sort of how I think. And, and, and that's the best way I know, know how to explain my point on that. Right? But, but you don't put Cena and Paul Heyman. You don't, you don't fight the same way. If this is developmental, you have nothing to prove against the A-show. For AEW, if you if you really th- saw this as developmental, you wouldn't go to the lengths they're going to try to win this this battle if it was just your developmental show, right? You don't go to the lengths of bringing Becky Lynch down. This is more than just marketing to get eyes, right? This is them trying to create the the perception because perception is reality. This is them trying to create the perception that if if Becky Lynch goes to NXT, that means that it's equal. To Raw, right? That's the perception they're trying to proclaim, right? If if Becky Lynch can walk into Raw with the NXT Women's Champion, that means it's that means it's equal to Rhea Ripley's title, 
in, in, in level of importance. And it, it's to get eyes on the pro, uh, on the title and on NXT, absolutely. But it's to also create the perception that this isn't developmental anymore. Because I, th- I still think casual and hardcore alike, people still view NXT as, as the developmental brand. And it's just not true. But let's talk about this end of these individual shows. This one individual night. What I'm going to call probably the biggest night in wrestling history since AEW started. Since 2019, this is the most important night in, in, in the wrestling industry. There's a lot of momentum going behind this. A lot of people excited for what's going to happen. right? And, and we have two different... Well, we have three different sides. But really, there's there's two... And then there's me in the middle. And, and I'll tell you why I'm in the middle, right? You have the AEW onlyist, right? These are the people who, um, their narrative, they, ha- they have a narrative if they win and a narrative if they lose. Both sides have a narrative if they win and a narrative if they lose. For the AEW onlyist, right? If they win the narrative... If they, sorry, he had some mic problems there. My apologies. Um, if 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 AEW wins the uh, the ratings war here, like if they get the higher rating, right? Because that's how people are going to determine it. That's not how I determine it. I determine, you know, based on quality of the show. A, a, uh, that's why, like to me, NXT has always got like 500, 600, 700 thousand viewers. And so it's always losing to Raw and SmackDown, but the product's better. So that's why I say it's the best wrestling on the planet because the product's just better. But but you, that's a subjective measurement. You can actually measure things by um, uh, the number of viewership, right? So viewership's going to be used to determine who wins this night. And, <clears throat> excuse me, um... So if AEW wins the ratings, it, the narrative they're going to push, all their fans, the company, I'm already calling it, I'm predicting it, tell me if I'm right or wrong. Their narrative is going to be, we just beat a stacked NXT. We just beat a stacked NXT. They pulled out all the big guns and we just did our normal thing, right? Because it's not like it's not like AEW's bringing out anyone special. The, the the biggest name is Edge, right? They're doing Moxley versus Ray Phoenix again for a title shot. Uh, Soraya versus Sheeta for a title match. Swerve versus Danielson. Edge versus Luchasaurus. And there's two other matches I don't remember. But that's it. It's not like they're coming and, and, and bringing on, like, some special show where they bring out some some legend or have, like, a, a, a special night or anything, right? It, it's a normal episode of AEW. Right, so their narrative, if they win the battle, is going to be you guys brought out Cena and Heyman and Cody, and you just announced earlier today that the first 30 minutes is going to be commercial free. Y'all pulled out all the big guns. You got all the stuff that you needed to do to try to win, and you still lost, and we didn't even have to try. Right? But the narrative, if they lose, is going to basically be the reverse of that. It's going to be, well, you brought out Cena. And, and, and potentially Undertaker and Cody and Heyman and Asuka and 30 minutes, no commercial. 
and we didn't even try. Right? You guys overreacted. You guys brought out the big guns and we didn't try. That's right. And they're going to they're going to play that argument. It's either going to be a positive or a net, right? They're either going to use it as justification for why they lost or they're going to brag about, you know, saying, "Oh, you guys did too much and you still lost." Right? Now I got a prediction. AW has always and will always win these wars. There is no you can't convince me NXT is going to steal enough viewership from AEW, right? No matter who was on the card, NXT. And so it is my opinion that NXT and Triple H and Shawn Michaels overreacted by booking all I, I understand the crossover and the and the narrative that's going to be pushed if NXT wins this is we our developmental show is what what these people are going to use the casuals the uh, they're going to say our C show our our worst show just beat your A show is going to be the narrative now I don't think that's necessarily fair um I don't um I think there's there's a lot of qualifications that and 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 criteria that go into like there's a different a lot of different factors and situations that go into you know, the viewership, right? And and I, I just, I, I don't think NXT is going to get a million where AEW only hits like 600,000. I don't think that's going to happen. I just don't. I just don't. I, I don't think that's going to happen, right? And so I, I, I'm at the point to where, you know, what's going to be the narrative if, if AEW loses it? Or if AEW wins, what's NXT's narrative if they lose? What's the fans going to say? Well, it's the C show, right? They're going to, right? And they're going to play, uh, they're going to play flip-flop like that. If they lose, oh, well, it's the C-show. Of course, you guys were supposed to win. But if they win, if NXT wins, the WWE only is going to be like, oh, our C-show just beat your A-show, right? And, and everyone's going to play the hypocrite. Everyone's going to flip-flop, right? Not me. I'm in the middle, and I'm going to sit here and say this. I think they're both going to probably get the same amount of viewers that they always get. I don't think I think NXT may get a little bit more due to Cena and how much they've marketed this. And, and I think they'll they'll raise a little bit in the in the ratings from what they normally get. But I don't see AEW losing that much viewership. They've been sitting around eight hundred, nine hundred thousand for the for majority of the year. I think they sit around that number. I don't think they're gonna lose that many viewers. And if it is, and if viewership goes down, it's gonna go down for both shows, and it's gonna be due not because of the competition of that night in the wrestling world, but because, as I mentioned at the beginning of this segment, the NHL season starts on Tuesday, and so you got some pretty good games. You got the Penguins, which is a big market. They're playing the Blackhawks, and later that night, the the Kraken play uh, the, the um, I think, Vegas. And so it's it's opening night for, for uh, hockey, and the MLB playoffs are going to be in full swing. I think the Rangers, the Rangers and the Orioles are playing in what could be a potential elimination game. And then the Twins and the Astros are playing game three. And that's those are four major markets in the world. It's Baltimore, uh, uh, Arlington or Dallas, Texas, uh, Minnesota and and Houston. And those are major markets in the sports world as well as, you know, Texas is a big wrestling market. 
right? So, so if if I, I believe viewership's going to go down, I believe AEW's still going to win. I think we need to lower the expectations if we're on the WWE side of what's actually going to happen. I don't think it's going to be this blowout. So, to answer the title of the episode, is this the end for AEW? No, it is not. Now, if I'm if I'm wrong, I'll eat crow and say, yeah, I was wrong. But here's the thing: I don't want to be wrong. Because there's this there's this thing for the WWE onlyist, right? WWE is the only one allowed to be here. No, 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 no. That's not fair. The, the, the AEW has just as much right to being on TV as a as WWE, right? And in fact, it benefits WWE, right? WWE's booking right now is solely because of AEW. If you lived through 2016 through through 2020 booking prior to COVID, so basically 2016 through 2019 booking, those shows were pretty fucking bad. And AEW coming in in 2019 and growing over the last four years, now they've re- they've been stagnant, and I don't know if we could say they're growing anymore but the competition has definitely picked up WWE's game and we need that. We need that in the, in the, in the business. We really do. Um, now if I'm WWE, now there's a rumor CM Punk's in talks. I, I think it's more than just talks. I think it's going to be confirmed. Now I, we all, I have a different way of booking it than what's probably going to happen. But would it not be, and from from my understanding, it, Cody's going to start because when they announced when NXT announced that, uh, I think Cody Rhodes was used in the in the promo of uh, announcing that the first thirty minutes of NXT is going to be commercial free. Um, it was that a AEW post or excuse me, was that a WWE who posted it or? Uh, or uh okay now i'm assuming cody rhodes is going to start the show that's what that's my assumption my assumption is cody rhodes is going to come out and start the show and we'll probably get um probably one of one match of the women's breakout tournament is my assumption or or they'll do cody rhodes come out and um, and then Oscar and Roxanne Perez. That's probably my assumption. And then we'll go to commercial after after that. Probably sometime in the middle of Oscar's match. Uh, I'm not going to try to book the show myself, but but I, I'm assuming Cody Rhodes is going to start the show, right? The first 30 minutes commercial free is big. That's very big for WWE to have because it takes away all the oxygen of because there's going to be that one person where AEW is going to go to commercial in the first 30 minutes and that one person who's going to go check in on NXT and they're going to get stuck there because it doesn't go to commercial and you're going to miss the first 30 minutes of a two-hour show and then more than likely you're not going back right and so that's 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 the idea behind going commercial free is someone's going to flip there and if the if the content's good enough you're going to get them stuck where they're not, they're not going to be able to turn back. And if you can keep them there for 10, 20, 30 minutes, now they're invested. They're probably not going back, right? That's the idea behind all of that, right? 
That's a big. That's a big. That's a big thing right there. So, uh, but if if this was me, if I was booking this, and we're talking to CM Punk, I'm asking him. Now, this is me going off the assumption he has uh, no sort of like ninety day clause or anything. I don't even know how long it's been since he's been released. But um, this is me assuming that he is free tomorrow on two, you know, free Tuesday night, the tenth of October. And and he can go and he can right. I'm starting the show with CM Punk, right? How how would I do that? The then, now, forever, together plays right. That little intro, you go to the show. Vic Joseph and Booker T are shown first, and and Vic Joseph welcomes everyone to the show, and they're breaking down all the big things that are happening. You know, welcome to NXT. We got a stacked show for you. We got John Cena, Cody Rhodes, blah, blah, And while he's in the middle of talking, the lights go off. And and and, and Vic Joseph is really good at, at, at these um, uh, at emoting when things like this happens, right? And, and the lights go off, and he's like, what the hell? And, it's, and they stay off for a minute. They they stay off for a few minutes. And and all of a sudden, now, now for me, there's an argument of what theme song CM Punk should use. And um, I personally think this Fire Burns is a better song. But for theme music for CM Punk, I think his gimmick fits Colt's personality. But could you imagine if the lights go off and all we hear is this. All right, do avoid copyright. We're not going to play anymore, right? Or there's a part, like, I'll play a little bit further down the line. This part, I want to play this part. There's a part, like, a minute and 17 into this song where it goes... Right. If, if there's, there's like a talking part. Right. If they could sort of uh, localize just the talking and, and, and take the instrumental out and just go acapella with the I think the words are like never one to be held down. Uh, by the waves against me, never more to be cast aside. This day is mine. Just play that. And then. Then the, the song begins, they go into the chorus, you know. Even through the darkest days, this fire burns, all, right? And you play that, right? And that'd be perfect. Now, obviously, if CM Punk comes back, it's going to be called the personality. I don't think there's any other song CM Punk will use the rest of his career. But how cool would it be if it is this fire burns? Because uh, if, if if everything's going right, his WrestleMania match is CM Punk, or CM Punk versus Seth Rollins. You know who else used this fire burns once on an entrance? Uh, Seth Rollins did. So that would be just play into that, play into that, right? So let this fire burns play, and CM Punk starts the show, and he gets thirty minutes to just say whatever the fuck he wants. Thirty minutes. Look, you you don't have much planned for the show anyway, right? Right. Only only matches announced are Braun and and Carmelo. Um, the breakout women's tournament, you only need to do one match there. You, I mean, there's not like you really have to do a lot there, right? So, and then uh, 
Roxanne versus Asuka. If we just get three matches and we get a 30-minute punk uh, promo and The Undertaker shows up, like like is being predicted, that's a good show right there. That's a good show right there. You can't be upset with that. Right, so I'm having CM Punk. If 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 we can do it, if there's a way to get it to do, have CM Punk in Orlando tomorrow. Start the show, give them 30 minutes, and say you're commercial free for 30 minutes. You can say whatever you want. Now you got to keep it within our, you know, our our PG rating, but you can say whatever you want. You can talk about whatever you want. Right now, that's dangerous because he's going to say some things that might get you in trouble. Right, I think that'll be fun. I really do. I think it'll be fun. Right, get people right off the bat. Because imagine it: thirty minutes, again, thirty minutes, uninterrupted, and you put CM Punk out there first. It's going to spread on social media. People are going to flip over, and thirty minutes commercial free of just CM Punk talking. Or doing doing something, having a, a segment, you could start something with CM Punk Claire. Um, you know, I have the I had the idea of what if CM Punk comes back, he runs this feud with Rollins, and then he brings out the NWO. Or we brought back LWO. What's stopping us from bringing back the NWO? Right. And in the Discord, I posted sort of my my poster I created with it of the members I would choose. It'd be led by Punk. I'd have Braun Breaker, Dijak, Karrion Cross, Scarlett, AJ Lee, and uh, Cora Jade in the group. And then if Wardlow comes over, he's the only one I didn't put on the poster because I'm not sure if he'll sign with, with WWE or not. right? But if Wardlow came over, I would put him in this group as well. And these are basically just people who are tired of being fucking pushed around. And they're like, what's Dijak? Dijak's so much better than what he's being, what he's doing. And, and, and he's really the enforcer of the group. Karrion Cross and Braun Breaker can be the tag team led by the experienced veteran. I mean, Cross is a veteran too, but, you know, the experience. And, and Punk can put these people over, help some of the young guys, especially Braun Breaker. Right? I think that'll be a very interesting little 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 team. And if you don't want to call them the NWO, at least have them be called like the voiceless and CM Punk can be the voice of the voiceless. Like I think that makes sense as well. Right. So I just, I'm, the main point that I really want to talk about is expectations are too high for NXT and, and WWE has put themselves in a position where if they don't win this, they look dumb. They look, they look, um, they look desperate. By, by bringing Cena and Heyman and Asuka and Cody, this reeks of desperation. It's, it, it doesn't even need to happen. Because you beat them last week without any of them, right? This reeks of desperation. And if you don't win, now you're going to look like an idiot. Because you, you brought out all the big guns from, from Raw and SmackDown. You brought out Paul Heyman. And you still lose, right? So, yeah, that's where we're at. Let's go into the community questions. I think we talked enough about that. Let me know what you guys think. 
Um, and uh, I hope you guys do tune in. Pick one show or the other. Let me know which one you're watching. I think I know them. if anyone's going to watch tomorrow. I think everyone in the Discord at least will pick NXT. We don't have a lot of AEW fans in our Discord at the moment. But if you are an AEW fan, click the link. Just know that you don't have a lot of backup of people who agree with you. Um, and right. Anyway, we'll, we'll, we'll move forward. Uh, community questions and topics. DJ Wavy D with four topics he gave to us. Let's go with topic number one. He says, um, long time ago, if you remember, I brought up the suggestion or topic about bringing back divas or a divas division and have non-divas like Becky, Charlotte, Shayna versus the more diva diva type like uh, Carmella, Chelsea Green, etc. And women's evolutionary type storylines kind of kind of like there's more than one mode of woman that can succeed um any further thoughts or offense? so so if if what you're saying is you want like chelsea green as a diva f- first uh, facing off against charlotte with the idea of who's better the non-diva or the diva i'm not for that i'm being completely honest i, I think that's too complicated however i'm all for the divas division um I've said on previous episodes that I felt raw to make themselves feel unique should have the cruiserweight championship and have the cruiserweights and all cruiserweights on the roster should be on raw and they could, you know, have title matches every single week. And it's something unique about raw. Well, in the same uh, picture, that's instead of having, you know, the women's world championship and then the WWE women's championship. What if you have the women world champion on raw and that's where Becky, Charlotte, Shayna, Rhea, Raquel, the more physical wrestlers are. And then SmackDown carries the Divas. And it's just the Divas division. And it's like Liv Morgan and Chelsea Green and Carmella and, you know, Tiffany Stratton, which could really walk the line and play both. But she's more Diva-ish in her character. You know, the more, uh, I guess you could say, I don't want to say sexier, but the more, you know, the, you know what divas mean? Like, and so it makes the women's division on SmackDown mean, or if you don't want to do it that way, you could, it probably would work better to put the women's world championship. So Rhea, the, the non-divas, Becky, Shayna, Bailey, Charlotte, Rhea, Raquel, put them on SmackDown and then use the divas division as like, a majority of your third hour of raw because it's now, you know, after dark, I think after, after uh, 10 PM Eastern time, you can go a little bit more risque in, in what you do. Um, I don't know if that's true still. I know it was at one point, um, but you could do like your after dark segment uh, as uh, just like the divas division on raw and make it, again, make it just unique to that brand where you have, like, Carmella. And it doesn't have to be, like, the mud wrestling bra and panty stuff. They could still wrestle, but it's it's the more sort of, like, Mandy Rose-esque gimmicks where you're just flaunting your, your beauty around rather than, like, test of strength, right? Um, and so I'm, I'm all for bringing back the, the idea of, like, women can be sexy and they don't have to be you know, rough and tough all the time that you, you can have and show off like beauty and, and, and not be objectified. 
like object, it's not objectifying to to show off your beauty. Um, and so yeah, I'm all for bringing back the divas division. Um, I just I'm not for bra and panties matches as much as I liked them as a kid growing up. I just I don't think there's need for them. Um, to to degrade the women like i think you can bring back their sexuality and let them be sexy without making them just sexual right and so um there's a fine line on how to do that i think wwe can figure that out i really do i think they can okay so a second topic um i know you've thought about this a lot how do we book both both world title pictures up to wrestlemania i have thought about this a lot um Romans, I think, is pretty easy. Um, so the Undisputed Universal um, Romans title, this is pretty easy. And I think um, I think where we go with this will be Crown Jewel, I think, will be LA Knight and John Cena tagging with Roman and Solo. And I think the storyline going into Crown Jewel is going to be Roman coming back, kicking out Jimmy Uso from the group. Um, What they do with Jimmy, I have no idea. But then Roman's going to say, Solo, we're going to do this match again at Crown Jewel. And I think that sets up LA Knight and Roman Reigns for WrestleMania or for Survivor Series. And it sets up a potential uh, scene. Well, not Survivor Series because because uh, that's going to set up the the Survivor Series match, and then it's going to set up LA Knight and Roman Reigns, I believe, for Royal Rumble, and set up Cena and Solo, uh, for Royal Rumble, um, and then Roman will I think will beat LA Knight at Rumble, um. Who he faces, I still think he's, or excuse me, I think LA Knight beats Roman at Rumble um, with the uh, with the Rock distracting Roman. LA Knight goes into WrestleMania as champion where he main events, um, or well, he's not going to main event because Rock versus Roman will main event. Um, and LA Knight will face... Um, Solo Sokoa at WrestleMania for the title. What happens? I don't know, but he said just book up to WrestleMania. So so I think something along that line will, will happen. Um, Seth Rollins' title, the, the, the World Heavyweight Championship, I think is a little bit more difficult because I don't know what the fuck they're doing with this thing. And I don't know when Gunther's going to... My, my normal plan would be have Gunther win Royal Rumble, then have him beat Seth at WrestleMania. Or, uh, but I don't know when Gunther's dropping the IC, and I don't see them having him be a double champion. Um, and so, assuming Gunther's still IC champion, the only picture I can see is, is CM Punk. And so, I think CM Punk versus Seth Rollins at WrestleMania will be the match for the world title where I think CM Punk wins. And CM Punk's going to 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 win the championship. Um, I, I, I that's where that's where I think we go. That's where I, that's where I definitely think we go. Um, with this, 
I don't know how we get there for the world heavyweight title. I don't. Uh, that's. I think CM Punk shows up at either Crown Jewel or at Survivor Series itself. But I would assume probably Crown Jewel so that they can announce that he'll be there so they can sell tickets. Um. But yeah, I mean, I I don't necessarily think we're gonna have a, a long path. I think with Roman's story, it's real easy. Um, and I don't even know if LA Knight's gonna be the one to beat Roman. I, I know I said it the other the other day that I don't believe that he's on Roman's level, but I do believe that they, they're very high on him. And to set up The Rock versus Roman, to have The Rock interfere and have LA Knight win because of an interference, I think it's a little bit more palatable than just having a clean victory. Um, but I think at some point, Solo is going to turn on Roman. And so part of me wants to believe that's Royal Rumble and Solo versus Roman is going to be the Mania match for the title. Um, but I don't know. I really I really don't know. That's a little bit harder of a question. Uh, and, and you can go so many different ways to book up to it. I think I did a pretty decent job. Uh, topic three, uh, what are your favorite top five? Uh, match stipulations. Um, I'm not a big stipulation guy, to be honest with you. One on one falls in the uh, pin or submission in the middle of the ring, count outs. Like, I'm, I'm fine with this normal match. Um, I'm not a big stipulation guy a lot of times because I feel like the stipulation is used to cover up the fact that the match sucks. So, you will have a lot of false count anywhere matches that just absolutely are barn burners. They, they suck, but because someone went through a table and a kendo stick and nunchucks and all this shit was used, uh, people will praise it for being great. And, 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 and I think it's a way to just hide the, right. Especially if someone like John Moxley's in the match, um, where he'll, he'll, he'll blade, he'll bleed and everyone cheers because, you know, he'll, he'll go through a table and he'll and he'll be bleeding and everyone is happy because but the match sucked. Um but with that being said, if the story is proper, um if the story is proper, uh see the problem is so are we gonna count gimmick matches as stipulations? I don't I don't know if we will uh, I don't think we will. Um, I don't really have five. First off, I don't even know that many stipulations. Uh, I mean, I do like false count anywhere matches and I do like last man standing matches, but the story's going to be right. And you can't, you can't lean. You got to put on a good match still. You can't just lean on the stipulation. Um, I'm going to give you those two. And I may come back on a later episode to give you the final three, but I can't really think of anything else to be honest with you. Um, uh, yeah, I, I just, it's not really, I will say this is not really a stipulation, but the British rounds rule match that they do for the, uh, heritage cup. I love that match. I love that style of match. It's, it's fun. I don't know if we'll count that as a stipulation. Uh, let's go to his last, Topic, uh, rattle off your uh, 
10 to 15 active wrestlers that if they stopped wrestling today can make the WWE Hall of Fame based on what they've already done. I should have looked up who's already in the Hall of Fame, but I'll say AJ Styles, uh, Randy Orton. Um, I don't know if Jericho's in or not, but if he's not Chris Jericho, um, Daniel Bryan, Roman Reigns, Seth Rollins. Uh, I think Drew McIntyre would make it. Sheamus. Um, trying to think of other people who... I don't know if I, have I said Moxley yet? Moxley, I think we'll get in. Um, what's that? Eight. Um, Charlotte. I, I completely forgot about the whole women's division. Charlotte, uh, Becky, Bailey. Uh, I'm, 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 I'm tossing on turning. If I tossing and turning, if I, I'm deciding if I want to put Rhea on this list, I th will Rhea get in based on what she's done. I say she, I, they, I say she will. So Rhea Ripley, is that 15? That's something like that. I don't remember all of them. So don't ask me to rename, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that's a fun little, little conversation piece to, to, let me know who you guys think. Name some people off who you think will be uh, potential Hall of Famers if they were to stop wrestling today um, based on their career. Uh, so let's end this thing with the... Um, uh, the men's bracket here. And... Let me pull it up, and then we'll so we'll talk about the winners from last week. We had in Triple H versus Ted DiBiase. Triple H won. I agree with that. I think that's the easiest one to vote for. In Orton versus Savage, we had Orton with a vote of three to one. I agree with that as well. I think it's. Uh, I don't think it's super hard for that one either. For RVD versus Big Show, we had a tie. I knew this would happen because this one is difficult. So who moves on? Well, in this, it'll go down to my vote, what I say, when I, and I picked Big Show. And I really don't have a reason other than I just think Big Show is better than RVD. Just when, when you say the two names, Big Show just comes to mind. Um, and then we have Roman and Bret Hart, and obviously Roman's going to win. Um. So, yeah, uh, those are pretty easy. So, we'll move to the matchups for um, this week where we have Ricky the Dragon Steamboat versus John Cena. We have the Ultimate Warrior versus Christian. We have Seth Rollins versus Mick Foley. And we have Carmelo Hayes. I'm sorry, sorry.
Hold on. Let me make sure I'm doing this right. Okay, yeah, no, I, I did it wrong. I'm a little bit slow. I'm a little bit slow here. We have, so let's go through these again. Let's go through these again. You have Ricky Steamboat versus John Cena. Orton, uh, not Orton, oh, Ultimate Warrior versus Christian. Seth Rollins versus Mick Foley. And then Scott Hall versus The Rock. Um, I think most of these are pretty easy. Um, but there's your four matchups for the next week of voting. Um, those will be up soon in the Discord. Other than that, thank you all for watching. Let me know what you think. Uh, like, share, subscribe, leave a review. Click the link in the, in the description to join the casual community. Discord, leave a review. And uh, slappingmeatwrestling.com for your Slapping Meat Wrestling merch. Thank you for watching, and I will see you next week. Brother, I'm going on a wild Hulk Hogan If I like it's a moment